Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24 7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off controversial, off the meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24 7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Good day, good day, kings and queens of the Most High God. We come to you today to serve from the Father's table. We're so excited that you're joining us today. This is Pastor Ora Homer, and I'm filling in for Minister Lorraine today who's traveling and oh my God, do we have food for the uh, fit for the master's use today? Amen, Hallelujah! So we're excited. We ask you to get pull up a table, get you a cup of something to drink because you're going to be fed today, Hallelujah! And we have a host of uh, men and women of God joining us today. So we ask them to keep their phones muted until they're ready to speak, and we're ready, so let's go. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this wonderful day, Lord God, that you've created for us, Lord God, your creation. So we come before your throne of grace and mercy today, Lord God, and we submit ourselves to you, and we say, come, Lord Jesus, come. We say, speak, Lord Jesus, speak. Father God, we've come before you today, Lord God, to be set free. And Father God, your word says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So Father God, we invite you by your spirit to come in today, Lord God, and speak to us, your children. And right now, uh, Pastor Chris, if you could put a song on for us, I would appreciate it. Thank you. Glory, 
Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorianne Brown. Right now on TPV Radio. Amen. And again, we just would like to say we thank each and every one of us, of you that have taken your uh, time out of your busy day to join us. And we're excited about what we're sharing today. uh, Today, our message is entitled, A Man's Perspective. And we have an array of guests today. We have uh, several pastors joining us, Pastor Little, Pastor Jackson, uh, Pastor Donnie Pertle, Pastor Mike Homer. We have my son, Tavares Pertle, and my grandson, Gabriel Thomas. And we have other ministers joining us today. But because of the subject, we wanted strong men of God uh, that can come on board and share with us from God's perspective, because this is a very uh, controversial subject that we're sharing today. And uh, after much prayer, I believe that God has had given me this title, and um, we're here to seek the Lord for a breakthrough for our people. So I ask you, I, I want to mention to you that we're not here to stir any strife or any more division. We're not here to point fingers at any particular race. We're not here to uh, try to start a uh, race war. We're here to seek our Heavenly Father because it's time for our people to uh, walk in the freedom that God has predestined for us. So I I ask you to uh, open up your hearts to receive what we believe that the Father would give us today. Amen? Uh, As I begin to prepare for today, uh, as uh, Minister Lorraine asked me to uh, step in for her, uh, I went into prayer, and the Lord began to speak to me that uh, our men need a voice. There needs to be a platform where they can speak from their hearts. And as I began to pray, God began to put different ones, um, bring different ones to my mind. And there were four individuals. And he said, that's four generations, and I make the fifth. So I believe this is something that the Lord has given unto me. I believe this is just the beginning of something that God wants to birth uh, today within our people. I believe he wants to awaken us to a new uh, awareness of who we are and what his plan is for us and and also for us to gain the understanding that God is powerful enough to do it all by himself. So, again, we have a round table this morning. We have several uh, hosts here this morning, and we invite you and your gift to speak because our people, it's time for our people to be healed. It's time for our people to return to the knowledge of who they are and who God, Father God, created them to be. Amen? So here we go, people of God. This morning, as I begin to get before the Lord, God began to expand the title from a man's perspective to the plight of the black man. And I know that... 
again, this is not something that we're trying to bring to you to bring more division. We're bringing this subject to you today so that God can begin the healing process. So I ask you to please set your heart and your mind there because there are a lot of comparisons here as we begin to look into it, peer into it, that a lot of the things that we've had to fight against, it's not because it was another race, but it was the enemy of our soul that saw something in the black man, in the black community, in the black people that God had put within us. And the enemy never wanted us to see. So I want you to see that we, uh, the pastors on this line, we understand the word of God. We understand that the word says, and we believe in the word, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So I come to you today saying, we're not here to wrestle against flesh and blood. But our wrestle is against principalities and powers on a whole nother ram. So we come here today believing that the Spirit of the Lord will give us insight and educate us so that we can be- begin to lead our people out of bondage, out of oppression, out of depression, into the place that God himself wants to release us into of liberty and freedom and prosperity the ability to love and respect one another again. Amen. So here we are today, and we're, we're submitting ourselves to the spirit of the Lord so that we can be used by God to begin the healing process for our people. Amen. So we have people here from different backgrounds. In addition to the pastors on the line, we also have people that are searching We have people that uh, may not have even received the Lord as their, uh, their, their Lord and Savior. But we're believing that at this round table, everyone has something to say. But it will enlighten, we're, we're praying that it will enlighten each and every one of us, amen, and pull us all together in unity. And that's our desire is that we, be, we believe that once we see where we've been, and we see who our enemy really is, that it will cause us to turn and return with the understanding of who we really are. Because, you know, we can tell other people that black lives matter, but until we, the black people, understand that black lives matter, and, and, and until we, the black people, begin to respect black lives, then why should anybody else listen to us? We've got to be the ones to lead the way. We've got to be the ones that, by example, show the world that black lives matter. Amen? Here we are today, people of God. So let's go. You know, this morning as I begin to uh, get before the Lord and seek him for what the problem really is in our race, why we're so divided, why we still operate under the crab mentality, why we have so much envy, why there's so much black-on-black crime. You know, and as the body of Christ and as a fivefold ministry and as the ministers of God, you know, we can't can't seek a soul 
until we understand what has that soul in bondage. And for so long, you know, we've, we've been busy doing the work of the Lord, but we haven't, we haven't healed the wounds of the people. So I believe that God is doing something new in the land. I believe that God himself is going before us, and he's leading this band. He's leading this army because we have to believe that God himself has seen the plight of the black man. And because God created him also in his image, that God has a remedy for the black man. And maybe God himself is sick and tired of it, and he wants to restore. And that's my own personal conviction today, people of God. When I begin to study this morning, God began to uh, bring to my attention and my remembrance a book called The Infamous Willie Lynch Letter. I don't know how many of us are familiar with this. I've, I've heard about it for some years, but to be honest with you, I have never purchased the book. I've never read the book. I just went on what I heard other people speak about the book. And the only thing that stood out to me, and again, this is controversial, but we're we're looking at it, and I want you all, you, the co-hosts, to look at it from the position of we're coming together so that we can seek the face of the Lord for a remedy for our people. So I want you to, to retain that. This is why we're coming together, not to, to separate the races, but for our people to come together as a race. So back to the book, the only thing that I remembered is that within the letter that was written to the southern slaveholders in the 1700s was a sentence, a sentence that read, if you listen to and follow my instructions, you will enslave this people for at least 300 years. The letter that I'm about to share with you, and I will not share the entire letter for lack of time, and I'm, I'm very emotional here, but that letter was written in the 17, 1715, I believe it was, or the 1700s, 1712. It was written and it was read um, in Virginia in 1712. And I believe if you subtract that from 2020, you will come up with 305 years. Now, the letter indicated that if these slaveholders followed his instructions, that they would enslave this people for at least 300 years. And here we are, 305 years. We Bible scholars know that five represents grace. Grace. So this is, this is my persuasion that because we have been in bondage mentally to this slave mentality, that God himself has said, I am coming. Five is the number of grace, for grace. 
and I myself am coming down to set your people free. So we the ministers of God, we the fivefold ministry of God, we the pastors that God has predestined and ordained for this day and this hour, we share with you today not from the perspective of a slave holder or a slave owner, but the perspective of a God who created us, sent his precious son, the thing that he loved the most, to this earth to die so that we could be restored and redeemed no matter what the color of our skin is. God is our creator and he is our redeemer and God himself has a plan for the black man. So this is where I'm coming from today. And to be honest with you, my co-guest, my co-host had no idea that we were going here but I know they're prepared. I know that God is speaking to their heart right now, and they're grabbing hold to what we're saying, and this is going to be a wonderful opportunity for us to not only hear what thus saith the Lord for our people in this hour, but a place where we'll be able to share it, and the people of God will be able to grab it. Amen? That we will, for once and for all, understand that our wrestle is not against one another. Our fight is not against another race, but it's a place where God is saying, turn and keep turning, and I will remove every hindrance. Turn and keep on turning, and I, your God, will remove every barrier. Not only will I remove those things, but I will restore and redeem to you everything that was taken from you. And this is our show today, people of God. Amen? Now, what I'd like to share with you, and again, open your heart, because what God is wanting to do is greater than anything that we've ever been through. I want to begin by sharing. I will not share the entire letter, but I want to begin to share some of it. And I want you to know Again, for any other nationality, any other race that's listening, this is not to attack. This does not mean that we're trying to band together to come against you. We're coming together in unity to seek our, our God because we understand that the enemy has tried to come and keep us separated and divided so that we would not be able to see and know who we are for the kingdom. Amen? Again, this letter was written on the bank uh, or delivered on the bank of the James River in the colony of Virginia in 1712. This uh, Lynch was a British slave owner in the West Indies, and he was invited to the colony of Virginia in 1712 to teach his methods um, to the slave owners there. Amen. Here we go. Greetings, gentlemen. I greet you here on the bank of the James River in the year of our Lord, 1712. First, I shall thank you, the gentlemen of the colony of Virginia, for bringing me here. I am here to help you solve some of your problems with slaves. Your invitation reached me on my modest plantation 
in the West Indies where I have experimented with some of the newest and still the oldest methods to control the slaves. Ancient Rome would envy us if my program is implemented. As our boat sails south to the James River, named for our illustrious king, whose version of the Bible we cherish, I saw enough to know that your problem is not unique. While Rome used cords of wood as crosses, to, for standing human bodies along its highways in great numbers, you are here using the tree and the rope on occasion. I caught the whiff of a dead slave hanging from a tree a couple of miles back. You're not only losing valuable stock by hanging, you're having uprising. Slaves are running away. Your crops are sometimes left in the fields too long for maximum profit. You suffer occasional fires. Your animals are killed. Gentlemen, you know what your problems are. I do not need to elaborate. I'm not here to enumerate your problems. I'm here to introduce you to a method of solving them. In my bag here, I have a foolproof method for controlling your black slaves. I guarantee every one of you of that. If installed correctly, it will control the slaves for at least 300 years. My method is simple. Any member of your family or your overseer can use it. I have outlined a number of differences among the slaves, and I take these differences and make them bigger. I use fear, distrust, envy for control purposes. Now, I just want to stop here for a second. As I indicated in the beginning, I had never read this letter before. This is my first time. And for the pastors that are on the line, I invite you right now to see biblically how this compares to what the children of Israel or the children in the Old Testament suffered because of the enemy that never wanted them to come to the place of receiving what God was had for them and God was preparing for them. Because we can see just, I can see, just from the first couple of paragraphs that there was a strategy that was bigger than man that wanted to enslave a people so that they could not fulfill their God-given destiny. And at this point, I don't know if any of you have any insight into what God Almighty has hidden within the, the race of the black man or the, and the black woman, but it must be something awesome and it's something powerful because if it were not, I cannot believe that he would have targeted, targeted our race. So I relent the line, and I invite anyone to share, and please share.
If you're talking, please unmute yourself. Amen, amen. You know, it's such a uh, a needed conversation that has been so avoided down through generations, just not in our age, but in generations. And I think what I see from the perspective of me growing up in my community and me learning history, there's a degree of resilience that exists and that resilience is something that you know once we get to the point where we can truly truly enact our faith that we can see prosperity you know within within our culture and I'm glad you keep reinforcing it you know I just want to touch on this because there's so many scriptures that come to mind and I do want to approach this from a spiritual standpoint because if not, you know, the way that I used to approach things from a natural standpoint or a fleshly standpoint would just really create a reverse racist ideology, which, you know, like we were told coming up, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. But, you know, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take it by force. And we have to understand the kingdom of heaven is, is those that believe in Christ, first the Jews and the Gentiles. That's what comp- comprises the kingdom of heaven. So, no, it's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's a people thing. But we are focusing in on the plight of the people that are black and their race. Because I think that for too long we've allowed this ideology and these stereotypes to live among us too long, you know, and with this letter I see, Pastor Gene, the perfect example of the scriptures that you mentioned in the beginning of the show, for we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers in higher places, and, you know, when you had said that, the Spirit of the Lord just ministered me and see how strong words are. We have the power and ability through words to either to release angels or release demonic forces. And from what I see in down through history, you know, and this Willie Lynch isn't the only one that has that has brought atrocities. Slavery in the United States wasn't the only place atrocities brought against, you know, um, black people and down through history. You know, I think I mentioned to you earlier there was a guy named King Leopold in Africa. You know, he killed over 15 million Congolese people. But I think that there's something that's designed with us, the resilience, the ability to adapt, the ability to self-learn in just about any given situation, that as long as we don't have an even playing field, we can be kept downtrodden and down. And you know, that's what the enemy wants to steal because if he can steal the playing field, he can make it divided. And once he makes it divided, there will never be unity. You know, and as I was explaining to you earlier, David killed Goliath. That was his destiny. But if you look further, deeper on, all of Israel was together in defeating Goliath. All of Israel wanted Goliath defeated because he represented an enemy 
that had to be killed unitedly. And David was destined to do it, but we have to unite together. We have to galvanize in order to defeat this giant that's in front of us. Because, you know, I can remember on 9-11 when they attacked the Twin Towers and in D.C., you know, it wasn't against white Americans, black Americans. It was against Americans. And we as Americans galvanized, galvanized at that time. And then there was a sense of what it meant to be an American. There was a sense that we had to stand up and stand tall. Well, the same thing, you know, is in this situation. We have to understand, and I'm speaking to um, all my white brothers and sisters, my Chinese brothers and sisters. You know, there's been atrocities, but the kingdom of heaven is suffered right now. There's been an attack that we have to come together from a spiritual standpoint and galvanize because, you know, there's so much uniqueness in our culture. There's so much um, history, deep history, rich history within our culture that can be shared with the world. But as long as it's being checked, you know, checked and kept second class, nobody wants to deal with it. So in order for us to get where we need to be as kingdom people, we have to address these issues that's on the table right here today. We have to fight that fight collectively together today. And it's just not a black thing. It's a kingdom thing. It's a people thing. It's a blood of Christ thing that we have to come and we have to make a stand against it. And, you know, I look at our history and where we come from, our men and women that have been so affluent down through history with, um, you know, different things, you know, that we, some we hear about, some we don't hear about, you know. And it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a time for us to really look at that and really just get to the point where we can stand up and stand tall and not necessarily from a prideful way um, to say that, you know, hey, look, we've conquered this, but just say, look what God has done with us and what little we've had and what little time we've had it. So, but that's my take on that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. And that was Pastor Donald Pertle sharing. Uh, uh, Pastor Jackson, would you like to uh, chime in on this? Well, you know, yeah, I, um, my my thing is uh, what 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 uh, pastor this uh, that was pastor was on what just then right I, I didn't catch his name but anyway uh, this is what uh, this I have when I first heard this uh, letter uh, I had a guy to come over and teach it over to the church and he taught it uh, about the Willie Lynch letter. And by the the words that that distrust and that stuck out to that 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 man was from British uh, from British, he put out there, and he said, "What I have in this bag?" He was saying that that I can make your slaves, you know, you control them three hundred years, 
So he had a he had a he had a a, a strategy, and he used it. And that that strategy he used it worked, and it worked on us. And all the way we gonna have to ever, and it's still working right now today in the churches, and and That's we see it. it. Huh? I just said amen. And and it's still because we we still allow it to meaning. Um, the gentleman was saying, like, you know, is there no color in heaven? And and I don't understand how they got it when they feel that it's, uh, you know, black, white, and in different colors. When uh, they're gonna be such a such a pride when they get when we see Jesus, uh, the ones that save, or when they see, uh, it's gonna be a total surprise to them. So my point, I'm, I'm saying to they got to. They got into a, a situation that they made a bit possible. They said, "To we gonna we gonna make these people first of all put distrust." And right now we see in our churches, our, uh, as pastors, we see people don't trust, don't do anything, and these type of things is working. So it, you know, we if if, if we it's a as a givenness that we have to do. As spiritual people, now we, this man was a British man. He don't say nothing about spirit he was, and he had put on something together. Now we, as Christian people, would just we gotta we we just use a strategy of Christ, strategy of the Word, strategy of what we know, stand on what we know, and if we can get that back into the church and a comfort, uh, not try to master what he has here because that was uh, that was of the devil. So we 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 have a strategy. If we can get, get when this when I when this guy came and taught it in the church, well, you know we we can hear it, but you know we gotta be not only hearers but James say doers. We gotta be able to do what we hear because we face with this every day, and we see things and we gotta stand up, not go out and make a rod or do anything fighting or whatever, but whatever is right. If, the, if what God is in you, we, we have the Spirit of God living in the inside of us. We don't have to bow and be afraid of things that are not of God. Now, if we, I, I remember when I when I uh, when I was a kid, they says uh, when we was come, don't uh, the, the, the 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 Caucasian prison wouldn't let we, they wouldn't allow us to look them in their face, and. I learned to look a, 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 a Caucasian guy in the face by reading uh, Peter. I think it was first or second Peter. I'm looking at the scriptures right now when I got saved and I got in the Lord. And, you know, we was taught to talk to him with your head down because that's where strength in the eyes, when you can look at a person in the eye, and a person can get so many, uh, uh, capitalize on you so much by you looking down. Uh, looking down on them and stuff, and still you looking them in the eyes, and I, I didn't know the strategy of what that was, but they was taught to look at them. You had to keep your, keep your head down, not look at, don't look them in the eyes and stuff. So that was a you had strength in your eyes. God had given us some things to have we didn't know. So I, I learned that in the script when I got saved. When I start, when I built myself up, because when I was a kid coming up south, they taught this. You know, you couldn't look at them. So I learned how to look at a Caucasian guy in his eye when he talked to him by when I got saved. By being a man of God, 
and doing some things. You don't have to go out and fight and pick no gun or anything, but some things that you could stand up and what you know, what you know, what you know as, as a man of God, as a woman of God, we can stand up on that. And that is that's sort of like the strategy that he said, I'll tell y'all something. If you would do what I have in this, get out of this bag, and if you listen to me, it would work. And if we would listen to the Spirit of God lives in it deep down in the inside of us, when it comes down to any kind of situation, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, prejudice or type of thing, it don't mean you had to go get a gun on me anything. But I stand for who I am. I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. And if whatever you are doing or dealing with, I'm a I'm a use my strategy is use the power of God that He has given to me. That's all I need to do. First of all, know I am who I am. I'm not a boy. I'm not a toy. I'm not a, a whatever name you call me. That's not me. And we can stand back and go back to the scripture, the word of God, and, and, and each person doing this because it's, 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 it's out there. It's, it's everywhere, you know. And we got to stand. That strategy that he had, we have our strategy, is the work of the word of God that we live on. That's our strategy. We don't, we don't have one. They have, his strategy was of the devil. And, and, and we have to, you know, we can't get everybody together and say, look, do what I'm doing. But each person, you, me, and, and every person, stand up for our rights. That don't mean we got to fight. That don't mean we got to go get a gun. But it means that we have to, who I am, I'm a man of God, you're a woman of God. We stand on what the scripture said. And when that, when that comes down to that point that we get ready to, to deal with a situation, you don't have to tuck your tail and be afraid, but you can stand up and say who you are. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of what I, I you know, what, what I feel about that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, Pastor Gene. Yeah. Pastor Gene, can I interject something here? Um, I think it's going to help with the tone of the conversation, too. Um, Amen. If you study Willie Lynch and you understand the time period and the words that he said, the method that he devised, what are you doing? he thought that that oh. was ordained of God. That. They got it. They that that was so everyone, please, if you're not speaking, please mute. Thank you. That that and it was even in his letter. If you read the beginning of his letter, he gave honor and glory to God for this method in which he devised. And so that really speaks to the deepened spiritual aspect of. Not only strongholds, but fortification among the people of God. And you know, it kind of takes me back to where the Pharisees and Sadducees were in their religious message, in their religious ideology, to the point where Jesus and John the Baptist, I recall, called them a brood of vipers. Called them a brood of vipers. You know, they weren't working what they thought was on behalf of uh, the um, hell, they were working on behalf of what they thought God was ordaining them to do. So I think that's going to help with the conversation because this is what we're battling today, as the pastor said. It's still going on today, right now as we speak. And really, to be honest with you, it's even taken a heightened degree 
here in 2020, the 21st century. We're talking about something that was in the 18th century. That happened in the 18th century, and we're still talking about it in the 21st century, and it's even heightened to the point where it's almost back to that time in a certain degree, especially if you look at it from a mental enslavement and a mental oppression. So I just wanted to share that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Pearl. Uh, You know, the thing that I want to share here is that God has given us as a race a strategy to get uh, set free from this. So we want to, we want to, uh, while we're allowing you to understand the effects of it, we also are, are, are going to look into the remedy that God, the God-given remedy, so we can begin to break out of this. Amen. Uh, I want to just compare, if I could, the thing that uh, that Willie Lynch wrote in his letter. And I want to, I want to, I would like to share a scripture with you from Proverbs chapter six, verse sixteen through nineteen. It says there are six things that God hates. Seven are detestable to Him: haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. And I'm reading from the NIV version. Now, if you look back in the letter that was written, and we need to see this from a spiritual perspective, amen? So, Because what we want to let you know both young and old, and we have young men. We have young men on this line, amen. Men who are searching for their identity, men who have been indoctrinated into the world system, meaning that they've been indoctrinated into the slave mentality unknowingly. How do I say that? Because if you look at our young men today, and 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 there's one. This is what the father spoke to me. This is a fatherless generation. When there are no fathers, there's no one to instruct the men on how to be what God called them to be. So they figure it out as they go. So this is where we have de- we've been degraded into being a fatherless generation. And as, I, as you dive into the Willie Lynch letter, you will understand that that was part of the strategy, to separate the man, even if they had to torment them to death before the people, separate them from the woman, or, or, or have them to be publicly humiliated before the women and the children, that was necessary in order for the race to be divided. That separation had to be uh, physically seen because it did something to the woman and it did something to the children to see what represented their strength and their identity to be humiliated or to be uh, killed right in front of them. But again, what he said is, if you practice this, you you won't have to continue to do it 
because they will begin to do it to themselves. Now, I want you to look at where we are today. As one of the uh, pastors said, where are we today? If you look at the the percentages of who attacks us versus which way does the scale tip? We pretty much do the job for them. But I want you to see how what we've become because of what was done to us. Because we have to see where we fared in order for us to see that we need and appropriate the remedy. Amen? And I say to you again that the remedy will be found in our creator. The remedy will be found in the church when we come to that place of maturity and unity. Amen? The remedy will be found within our people for our people. But we must seek the remedy, people of God. You know, and and, and one of the most powerful weapons God has given us in the body of Christ is to forgive. It's to forgive. The word itself says that if we forgive those who despitefully use us, then God himself will forgive us for what we've done. But that forgiveness is such a weapon that when we humble ourselves, and it does require humility, but you're not looking at it as if we're forgiving a man. We are forgiving out of obedience so that the Lord can come with his breaker anointing and defend and restore us and bring us into that place that he's he's destined our children and destined our men and destined our women to walk in. So this is challenging. I don't know about you. I'm tired of seeing my black men in prison. I'm tired of seeing them uh, on drugs. I'm tired of seeing them sit around while a woman takes care of them. I'm tired of seeing them out of that same slave mentality have 10 children and not one by the same woman. All of that is part of the curse that was bought against us 305 years ago. We need a remedy. It's no longer okay for us to stand by and watch this pass on to another generation and a generation that's not yet born. If we are not willing to stand, then who will stand for us? What really you suggest, and when I understand we have God and we have we you, you, we have the remedy. When you say a remedy, um, um, you know we do, and and I I'm agreeing with you because we see every day where you know I'm I'm working around young people. I work around young people. It's high. 
they they get they have so much so many uh, so many things that they can they don't have to do drugs openly now they can do it with edible type stuff they can do it with cookies and whatever you don't used to you you can run out and you see this uh, this type of thing out and they have come like what the Bible said lovers of themselves rather than God and and they have took a a, a a turn. Well, you remember uh, used to church with people would go to church, kids with young people would go to church and they at least would go. Now they took another turn. They were, it's, it's kind of hard to get them in there and now because there's so many things that have, 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 have came before them with, uh, with the cell phone, with the computers and the, everything is distracting, distracting, distracting. And we ask out to preach and teach, and and you don't have nobody to grab and teach because they either know uh, they've become hard-hearted in the errors, and you what you're saying is so 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 true because they you know when a, a girl I work with young ladies that they they out working and doing men's work, and the the few men's out I mean because the the guys won't 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 take care of them, you know. And you and it's just a pattern. And and when you speak to one, you almost have spoke to every one of them. They talk to like, act like, wear the hair to like, you can't you know, sometimes you don't even know them. It's a whole pattern. So you think of of uh, of uh, a situation here that you know, and when you say a strategy we need to come to one because it is working the attack have been on our race, and that, that means I'm not so much a Caucasian or whatever, but I know it have been on our race of people. First, coming to church and into the, uh, studying the Word of God. Look, I mean, young people have, and I can't say everywhere and all over the world, but a vast uh, number you could see that have this, uh, think Jesus is not the right re- reason. I mean, you can do you 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 can talk to them about it, and they they got their own viewpoint. It's it's not they they don't feel it no more. Uh, if they ever had it, then some may never had it. And then you um, you 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 might talk to one, and you, then you talk to the other one the same. But you know, I don't mean for us to give up either. But I'm not saying in that matter. But it's it's there. We need what when you say a strategy, and what would you suggest? Type of strategy that you were saying that should, we should come up as pastors in, in churches. What you would suggest? Thank you so much for, for for sharing that. You know the the thing that I believe we as a people uh, lack is knowledge. Uh, knowledge. We, we we knowledge. You know we're heavy in the religious arena. But as far as uh, 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 the knowledge of God for the situation that we're facing, uh, I think we, we, we could stand another dose of that. Uh, my grandson, Gabriel, Gabriel is on the line. Uh, Gabriel is still in his 20s. And I have another uh, grandchild named Alexis Thomas. They're both brilliant, beautiful young people. And, you know, I, 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 I had a conversation with them some time ago, and they were sharing with me about the streets and the, 
things that go on in the streets and you know I was really I was really interested to understand from their perception you know how life really is and you know they said something interesting to me I said aren't you afraid of dying when you're out there I mean you know you this was before corona and you know they would be out we live in Michigan it's not safe to party in Michigan um and, and so I would ask them, well, I mean, how do you feel when you go out and you party? I mean, I said, I couldn't really go out because I would be afraid bullets would start flying. And, and you know, it, a party is not worth me dying. And you know what they both said to me, people of God on this line? They said, well, Granny, we don't fear death like you. We don't, we don't expect to mm-hmm. live to get old. I said, mm-hmm. what? So that the, what I'm saying, what I'm saying here is that that thing has been so effective that in that generation they don't fear death. Mm. They, I said, so what do you think about die? I mean, you don't you don't think about what will have to happen after you die. You don't have a, you know, a, a, a yeah. the, the thought that Amen. maybe you would go to hell. I mean, and to them, this is yeah. hell. So they just numb them their way through life. They have no hope that things will get better. This is what the Willie Lynch idea has produced in these bright, intelligent children today. They have no hope of anything better. Everything around them they feel is, is dead or dying. This young man, my grandson, beautiful, brilliant, entrepreneur, before I come out of my mouth, he already has figured it out. But he's trapped by the things that, his environment. Mm -hmm. This young man, he was, before he was 10, I believe, saw his daddy laying dead in the street, had been shot by one of his friends. Now, can you imagine what, how that would traumatize a young black man? What, what went into him at that point? But go back to Willie Lynch. If you read the letter, that was part of his plan, for them to see the black man just like that. And what, hey, it, produced hey, in, and what it produced in the woman was this perverted Un, uh, 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 unnatural overprotectiveness for her son, which would cause him to be weak. But it would produce in her daughter. So now mm. that's why you see women willing to take care of men. Because if you read the letter, that was part of the plan. Mm-hmm. This is some deep stuff. We must become educated because we are the bridge that God will use for them to cross over. I had to sit down and understand that I had no idea they felt that way. I had no idea that in their thinking they probably wouldn't live to get old. And he's on the line. I wish he would come on and share. He's one of our guests today. But we I'm must here. begin. You're here, Gabriel? Yes, ma'am. Praise God. I'm here too. Who's who's I'm here too? Uh, your son. Okay, praise God. 
My son works in his that that's uh, Tavares Turtle. He works at a facility where they bring these young men once they've been broken, once the 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 the, 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 the they're in the system. He has to work with these broken individuals, and he says day by day, Mama, there's no hope. There is no hope. There is no, they have no future. So as far as the system is concerned, it's a revolving door. This is what Willie Lynch's letter has done to our black people. This is why we are where we are today. We are people with no identity. We are people with no history except for slavery. I talked to a, 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 a very nice, sage Caucasian, I can't say the word, and, and, and he began to ask me, he was trying to really understand because his best friend was black, what was going on with the black race? And I began to say, we came from single parent home. He said, I did too. I said, we were very poor. He said, I was too. My mother had to work three jobs just for us to make it. I said, we came from abusive environments. He said, I did too. My father was an alcoholic and he used to beat us all. Are you hearing me? I said, we like education. He said, I did too. I don't have a college degree. I want y'all to hear this. He said, so I don't understand the problem. He said, how can we fix it? Because even though I've, I've in my mind said, I've gone through the same thing. My, he said, as a matter of fact, my black friend had it better than me. He came from a two-parent home, and the father was educated. They had, uh, he, had a, he, he had a very good income. As a matter of fact, he lived better than I did. But if we both go in for the job, I don't have a degree, and I'm subject to get the job that he he actually has the qualification for because he has a degree. He said, I don't know how can we come together and fix this. Because in his mind, he could not, under, I told him, it's, it's indoctrinated into us. He couldn't understand that. And this morning, God brought the conversation back to me. He said, you know what the difference is, don't you? And I said, no. He said, his people were never slaves, but his friends' people were. That's the difference. We have that slave mentality because that's all we know. Everything else was stripped from us. We don't know anything about the kings and the queens that we came from in Africa. They made sure that was taken from us. So if you look all the way back from our origin, you find slaves. 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 So how can we go beyond that? Gabriel, you, you have the floor. All right. Um... Everything y'all saying, like, real powerful. I just want to let y'all know that. Uh, I learned a lot from what y'all saying today. Um, as far as the mentality thing go, I feel like um, it is more so a mentality. Like, uh, I feel like everybody really had battles with themselves, like uh, the younger generations, stuff like that. Like, uh, a lot of them be more at a battle with themselves. 
And it's really like um, make any outsiders enemies, um, whether you black, whether you white, Chinese, anything. Like when you're dealing with stuff on your own, they make a lot of outside people like enemies to you rather than trying to be friends. Or I know like when people try to talk to me or people I don't know, even though like I'm not like a, a mean person, I might seem standoffish to them. You know what I'm saying? And that's just based off the simple fact like I don't know them. And in my head, like, anybody who I don't know, you know what I'm saying, is not, like, for me. They're more so against me. Um, so I feel like they got a lot to do with what y'all is talking about because it's more of a mentality thing. It ain't necessarily a physical thing. Like, it ain't nothing we could do physically to fix it. Like, everything is going to have to be, like, within the brain because that was, like, the most powerful thing that they use to, um, yeah, basically, like, to make us enslaved mentally. That was the most powerful thing they used, so that's really what I got on it. Amen. So, you pastors, that generation has been enlightened just by us willing to share this little bit. Now, and I, I, my son is also on, but he's on his lunch break, and I wanted, if he could, come, for him to come on and share with us his take. Hello. Hello. Okay. Oh, hello. Hey, everyone. I'm. I'm sorry. I know I was slated to be on this program, but um, uh, as my mama stated, I I work at a mental facility, and uh, they didn't have enough strong men to handle a particular guy, so they. I was on a what they call a mandate list, and so I had to come in and do a one-on-one with him because um, he was injuring other people. So, you know, that that really made me upset a little bit. Uh, But, you know, being the fact that I have to keep this job, (laughs) I had to do what was needed. So a couple of things that – you know, I listened to my mom, and I definitely listened to my nephew. Uh, a couple of things that I wanted to really share is um, my my mom's family has always been spiritual, and even though we may not have always accepted the lessons from my mom to have a spiritual strengthening, uh, we were all born with a uh, uh, extra sense, and and and, uh, and it has to be God given because we were able to see beyond a lot of the stuff and a lot of that stuff uh, that we see beyond is no, it is really spiritual warfare. If you look at it, because we can also see the heart of the people as we talk to them. Now, in a sense of on my end, um, I kind of learned to just prayer, you know, just use prayer and, and, and sit still versus my nephew who, you know, he, he's a go-getter. So, you know, if you met with disrespect, my, my nephew gonna stand up. He's just, you know, he, He's just cut from a tougher cloth, you know what I'm saying? So um, when I started looking at all of this stuff, uh, I, I got an idea out of this Chinese uh, proverb. No, not Chinese. It was Japanese. And it was from a samurai. And what the samurai stated was uh, a warrior in the midst of war thinks of peace. And when the warrior's at peace, he strategizes for war. And I started kind of looking at myself. And even when I'm at peace, 
I can't really relax because of the anticipation of stuff and just the way that we've seen how our president could do pretty much anything and then watch these police and, you know, just everything that's, that's going on. Um, it's manifesting in our eyes on the physical aspect, and so it's hard to deal when you are spiritually trying to get it, and then when you go to the people that, no, and then when you go to the people that's trying to be, I'm sorry, am I? Did I take too long? No, I'm talking about the other people. I'm asking everyone else to mute so we can hear you. Oh, okay. So, um. So, so with that being said, um, you know, some of the spiritual people that we are looking forward to uh, doesn't have that sense of urgency when we're talking. And then it looks like, you know, you got to push their agenda or whatever the case may be. And I'm all in favor of being a teammate and helping out anybody. But I also want to understand that the the fury inside me, I'm coming to you as a as a child of God. I'm angry. I'm I'm ready to make a warriors inside me, and I cannot be disrespected continuously and not contemplate on something that needs to be done in order to get back to my peace. So a lot of this stuff that I'm sitting here seeing is not only just manifesting in the aspect of the hearts of the people that are causing these problems, but what it is is opening up a door for evil that we have no 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 clamps on. If you if you let a person get away with violating a woman and he gets on TV and you excuse him, then that leaves every other woman to be violated, and then there is no excuse because your leader's doing. If you got if you sit there in the middle of a debate and tell tell the people that have been harassing people. Uh, uh, stand back and stand down. You're not. You're not diffusing the problem. What you're stating is, this is my army. Where's yours? You can't put people in a state of warfare and put people in a state of, I may be harmed for just being me, and then expect us to just lay down. That is not this kind of time. We're not the people that's going to sit there and, and, you know, Martin Luther King passed way before us. We don't have the leaders that, that's, that's giving us the guidance that we have. And so I my mom knows me for doing poetry, so I wrote this, and I thought maybe this will help sum up some of the stuff I feel. And it simply says, oh, how often we struggle with hope. In between police killings, racist presidents, and poverty and dope. When faith and glory is hardly even spoke, most of our lives are memes, insults, and jokes. Suffering pill popping, syringes, and smoke. Upper class people or poor righteous folks. On my knees praying, Jesus, see the pain in my eyes. The evil is no surprise. I'm starting to compromise, and my soul is taking sides. And as hard as I thrive, my soul is being deprived. Because in the midst of these times, I'm feeling paralyzed. And these realized, realized, these realized, yet despised. I'm hearing fading cries because they want humble pie. But inside of my mind, a warrior resides. God, hear my voice. Open my door. Give me blessings that I've never felt before. Because as a man, I feel war. And as a Christian, I feel prayer. And I'm in need of inner seed just so I can breathe air. So in these times, I got to go hard. 
people pray with me as I put on the armor of God. That, that, that's a good point. That's that's a good point. Can I ask you a question, uh, young man? Yes, Can I ask you a question? How old yes, are you? I'm 45. How old are you? 45. 45. Okay. All right. Uh, whatever. You sounded younger than that. But anyway, that's, that was good. That was real good. You know, because um, I was going to say, you know, what you were saying about the young people, and and when you went when they, they, when you went back to they call you in to take down the man, that was that was that was that a physical act that put you to do that, or do you 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 use uh, uh you you did counsel you counseled him? Uh, how how would that 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 I reading I got reading the acts that you oh, okay you let take, me, I, I, go ahead I'm sorry. The re- I want I had a reason for asking you that. When you call you in to 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 to, to take him down or what or however, did did do you counsel him or did you 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 pray with him or or you had to physically use uh, on him? Okay, I'm gonna tell you what what happened. They because I'm I'm six five and three hundred pounds. Okay. So when they so when I so when they see me they they expected me to be a goon, but this young man he had been on meth for for as long as he he can remember he's only been 13 days straight now mm-hmm. when he when when I when I came in there they were supposed to put him in restraints that's what they were supposed to do but he started crying and when he started crying he 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 mentioned about how he wanted his his girl and he was talking about a demon was in his eye and so he was mm-hmm. saying that he felt possessed and so um when I walked up to him I said no you don't feel possessed because if you have any hope left then what you being is oppressed. Now the demon does want you, but he ain't totally got you. So he said, "Can you please pray with me?" And I prayed with him. And he said, "Can you please pray with me one more time?" And I prayed with him. So yeah, the people thought that I was supposed to come and put my hands on him, but I, like yeah. I said, uh, I see him on a spiritual aspect. And as long as he ain't doing nothing where I have to physically manage him to keep him from hurting himself or hurting others, no, I'm not gonna do that. Because what they gotta understand is when he smoked that when he smoked that meth, that opened him up into a spiritual realm. And now that he's Absolutely. in that spiritual realm, he done seen some things that he can't unsee. And the only way he's gonna get out of this is if you give him what he needs, and that's a spiritual understanding for him to stand up on who he needs to be. And now I'm on break, and I got to go back to him in about another couple of minutes. But me and him sit down, and and and, and um, we we write poetry together. Well, that's 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 good because see, I I I, I sense that what they that what they did, and I, I sense that you was a big man, and they would call you in to do certain things, and that's what it's about. They want to put us on, or like your your mom was saying that they 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 put us, they always have put us on one on one to do certain things for them. But this is what, like, like you were saying that the, what they are, what they see, what they know, what they're looking at, all the people get away with certain thing, and that's that's why I was asking, how do you deal with your group when 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 you use a religious, you uh, got a you you carrying a cross, and how do you deal with them? Because see, we need to know, we need young people to when we find one, we find a younger race of people that in the word and trying trying to go. We need to, I need you what you stand, I need what you got, because we need to backtrack. And, and pick pick up 
like I say, use strategy and get grab what what are you doing to gain this person or gain that young man or what are you saying? I need you I need what you got. I want what you got. So I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna I'm gonna implicate what you got because I got young people out here need the same thing you doing to to, to be a, a man of God, you know. And and because like they see exactly what you see. And they are saying, like mom said, they're not afraid. They are they are not afraid to die because they're seeing all this, this stuff going on and getting away with it. And, I mean, this ain't just one person and your children and their next door neighbor. This is the whole world system in the same age line. And so we got to use, we got to come at them with a, with a package, you know. And that's what I'm not saying. What your mom's saying is all that is true because we need something to get together as 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 uh, uh, we see this and all of us know this and all it's happening in every state, every town. Uh, what young people is doing, it. they're out there, same pattern. But we 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 got to use some type of we all like you say we grew up Christian, we grew up uh, life of Christ, and we and, and we got to grab some type of things that we. You get a pattern, and I'm, and I'm a copy yours, implicate yours, see what you're doing, and try to match match what you're doing, because I need to do the same thing, because it's happening in my state, my town, in my home, in my my county, is just as well as is in yours, and so we need to get some type of thing to work together. Amen. You know, so I, I appreciate your good good poem too, good poem, real good poem. That's my son, and. You know, I, I got to head thing. back, Mama. Uh, 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 thank y'all for allowing me to speak. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being obedient. You know, in parts of this letter that Willie Lynch wrote, he said that nature has provided a balance for everything, but what they had to do was pervert nature in order to capture the soul of the slave. So let's 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 look at this people of God and and as we're peering into this and I'm grateful because I believe God is really beginning to give us some insight and thank you so much Gabriel and if you have anything else to share we we want to hear you we need to hear we need to hear you and Tavares we need to hear the young people so that we can gain wisdom and understanding and yeah. but you know it it, it they, they also yeah. said they also said here that uh, what they did was they learned how to separate us and pin us one against the other. Now, I want you all to see where we are today. So what they began to do were they separated the tall ones from the short ones and the light ones from the dark ones and the, the straight hair from the kinky hair. They separated them, and then they allowed them within themselves the real, and then they favored some of them over the others. Are y'all hearing me? Yes. Y'all familiar with the ten percent quota? Are y'all are y'all ever heard about the ten percent quota? <laughs> no, ma'am. See, um, good afternoon, family and friends. You see, um, Pastor Jean, Pastor Jean, what's what's the problem with us as Black people, the African Americans? See, we we're living in the past. This this is just my opinion. We're we're living in the past. See, the past is his story, which is history, you know, and that's his story. The past is our ancestor story. They they left that past and they left that story for us to make a change, to make a difference. See, and as 
we we got so mentally stuck in what happened to our ancestors. I'm not saying forget what happened, but see, we also need to forgive those that took abuse against our ancestors, take abuse against our color people. But now it's time for us to stand up in this generation to make a change. And as the city, like your son said, you know, we, we don't have Malcolm X no more. We don't have Martin Luther King anymore here to, to stand up for us and move forward. Those that we have that is proper trained, the act is not really for us. I'm sorry to say, but they're sellouts. That's how I see. Like I said, this this is my opinion. See, family and friends, when we continue living in his story, how are we going to be mentally, how are we going to mentally change? Some of us say we're walking in faith, but how truly are we walking in faith? See, you have faith and you have faith. See, some of us lose faith and we're we just walking by a blind sight instead of walking in, in, in sight of God. See, when we, when we start to put God behind of us and we stick him in, in, in our back pocket, this is where we lose faith. Then we see everything negative. Instead of taking something negative and putting a positive to it and move forward with the positivity of it. So we have kids. What are, what are we, the younger generation, what are we teaching our kids? Instead of teaching them fight back, why not teach them to walk away? There's, there's a song that Bob Marley sings, run today, fight to live another day. And some of us is not doing that because we're fighting Fire with fire. Hello? Nobody, no, hello? Uh-oh, hello? Hello? Uh-oh. Hello? I'm here. I'm here. I'm okay. Sorry. I'm here. Yeah, no, no, nobody's trying to put water on that fire. Nobody's trying to out that fire so we could move forward. This is why... The past is always going to repeat itself. And it says so. The past would repeat itself. Some of us do have, example, deja vu. Deja vu to me is the second chance. You got it wrong the first time. What are you going to do with it this time? What are you going to do? What, what, are, what are the changes that you're going to make in this day that you call deja vu that has already happened? That, that's the past. How can we change it? And I just feel that in front of everything and stop stop losing faith to the unnecessary things. Yes, we we in a spiritual warfare. Yes, we, we going through all these things, but how can we how can we fight? It, it say God has already won the war for us. We in battle, yes. But how can we fight this battle if we keep looking back on the past instead of moving forward? We we have Amen. to stand up, but we yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. Go ahead. Go no, right go in. ahead, Pastor Jean. Go ahead, Pastor Jean. Yes. Amen. Uh, that's that's the producer of the program. You are. We've gotten her so excited. She's come on the program. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Got her fired up. You know. That's exactly what we're saying, Pastor Nisi. We've got to come to the place where we not only realize the problem is from the past, but now that we see where we came from, let's rectify it. Let's come together and be willing to do whatever we need to do as a people so we can cut that thing off, cut the head of it off like the, the David cut off the head of Goliath and say, we've yes. fed up with this. You know, the enemy is not going to continue to pin us one against the other. We're going to we're going to do away with that clap and 
crab mentality for once and for all. Willie Lynch, his brother, and any of his brothers, we stop that thing right now. Amen? Because we are the ones that will, will perfect that change. We have to decide, you know what, whatever it takes, just like Martin Luther King, whatever it takes, a type of Martin Luther King, whatever it takes, a type of Mark, uh, Malcolm X, whatever it takes, a type of Gabriel Thomas, whatever it takes, a type of Tavares Pirtle, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, people of God, we've got to say this is it. For the next generations, for the generations to come, we stand in the breach. We stand now and whatever we need to do in order to stop the curse that keeps coming and keeps manifesting the way it wants to in each generation, we stop the curse now. Now, no more. You will not continue to abuse and molest and destroy and imprison our people. We've had enough. Enough is enough. We, too, were created in the image of God. But we must come together. What, is, what are the weapons that God has given us to fight this? Unity. Forgiveness. We will become empowered. As an act of our free will, we have a free will. Now, our will has never been enslaved because God gave it to us. He gave us a free will. That we, it's time for us to use it. As an act of our will, we choose to forgive those who oppressed us and molested us and murdered us and stole us and robbed us of our children, robbed us of our, of our youth and our vitality and our men and our women and our kings and our queens. As an act of our free will given to us from the Father above, we choose to forgive you of your sin and your iniquity. Even all the way up to Wooly Lynch, we forgive as a people. Take off the chains of slavery. We take off the chains of bondage, and we walk freely into our destiny, arm in arm and hand in hand, as free people of God. We now, we now know who we are. We're the people of God, chosen by God, set free by God. We're no longer slaves, and we do away with the slave mentality. We throw it to the ground, and we say our minds are renewed. And we speak it. We speak it to our children. We speak it to our women. We speak it to our men. We speak it in our churches. We speak it. We proclaim it. If we can, let's go to a break. We need a song right about now. Amen?
With Sister Lorianne Brown. Brown. Right now on TPV Radio. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining us again today. We are just so excited about where God is taking this show today. And again, I invite you all, callers, if you'd like to call in and share a perspective, uh, we invite you to call in. Because we're here today seeking a remedy for our people, not just here to have a program or stir something up. We're here for the resolve. We're here seeking the solution for our people because, you know what, it's one thing to be sick and tired, but it's another thing to do something about it. Amen? So we believe that God is stirring people from all different ages and walks of life to a place where Uh, he's saying, okay, enough is enough. I'm raising up my people to do something about it, amen, so that we can be restored also. We need to be restored. Our people need to be healed. We've suffered and suffered and suffered, and I believe it's touched to the heart of God, amen. There are many, there are people within the, uh, the, the, the black community that have great callings upon their lives. That can, that can make an impact for the kingdom of God. There are people who have been gifted with inventions and, and ideas that the world itself needs. And God has blessed the, 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 the black race to, uh, with these inventions, with the solutions, possibly to uh, different uh, viruses and bacteria. Who knows what God has put within the, the black race? Though we may not know at this point, we have a adversary that knows, and he's worked overtime to try to destroy the black race. But you know what? We have been given a warrior attitude. We, we are warriors on the inside. That's the thing that I heard my son saying. I heard my, I know my grandson feels that way. They're, they're from a different generation. We may have, drew, we may have drawn back in fear. But this generation, they don't know fear. They have no fear. Whatever they believe in, they will fight for. So we're seeing a new generation come forth. This is part of the new wine that God is releasing. We have someone, uh, we have Pastor Michael that would like to come forth and share from the word. Greetings to everybody. And I am so proud of everybody that who is speaking up and and taking a stand for what they believe is right because the bible said that that righteousness will exalt any nation it doesn't matter what nation you come from but as as long as you believe in doing the right thing and i want to left i want to leave this with you the bible also said that 
the Bible also said that God has built his throne on righteousness and justice. That God will take justice. You know, we don't have to worry about all the unjust things that are done to us and as a race. We don't have to worry about avenging ourselves and also seeking to see how that this problem could be, be solved because God himself said that his throne is built upon, the very foundation of his throne is built upon justice. So God will bring justice to, to our people. He will bring justice to all race. But somehow the, 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 the black race, they, they have their identity to almost being stolen away from them. So God is bringing, he, he is bringing something new that we never expected. And it's a scripture that speaks about us. And I really believe that this is, this is God speaking. He, he is saying the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And that's what I want to end with. You know, I want to share my husband's from Trinidad and Tobago. And this is his uh, 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 earliest uh, knowledge of slavery. On the island, they bought different races to work the sugar cane, to work the fields, amen. They tried, I believe he said first the Chinese, and then they tried the Indians, and neither one of them could survive. And so then they bought the black man in. Think about that for a second. Think about that. That in itself, if we, the, 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 the people of God, can inquire of God, that we could get something from that. We could gather something from that. We're survivors. We are survivors. Look at what we've endured. And God has seen fit that we did not perish, even though the enemy tried in all that he could to destroy our race. We survived. We survived. Now, you can't convince me that there's not, there's not greatness in us. We've survived. Excuse me. And it behooves us to seek the Lord for why. What it is that he's put within us. Why we're the, the, uh, the apple of his eye. Why we've gotten his attention. There's a purpose for us, people of God. There's a purpose for us. We can't continue to wander around as if we have none. We can't continue to wander around accepting the fact that we, we're the least. We're not in God's eye. If we were, we wouldn't be here. God knows we wouldn't be. I relent the floor. Oh, hello, Pastor Jean. Yes, Pastor Jean. This is uh, this is Lorraine. I um, I uh, enjoyed the the show on today. Um, a lot of what you said uh, uh, bears witness to a message that I put on Facebook before I knew your subject today about seven or seven thirty this morning. I uh, was had a you know how you get those reminders of things you've shared in the past. And I had a picture to pop up on my timeline of my, my youngest son when he was uh, early on in the military. And it brought some sadness to my heart. I said I gave them 
meaning the military, who was in the Air Force, I said, I gave them a delightful young man who was humorous and full of life. They returned him wounded and cares less about his life. I miss this man. I miss the young man that I sent to the military. My baby boy got lost while staying at Uncle Sam's house. Be careful with your precious cargo. They are worth more than the check. Black lives matter. It's amazing to me how God, how we don't have to communicate verbally to be on the same page in the realm of the spirit. Uh, people of God, uh, I don't know the full answer, but I do know this. With God, we can do all things. Apart from God, we can do absolutely nothing. Our lives mean nothing if we take them if we take control of our lives. He said, if we try and fight for our life, we're going to lose it. But if we surrender our life to an all-knowing uh, and all-seeing uh, God, he'll make something out of nothing. So if you have any takeaway moving forward from what you've heard about the Jim Lynch letter on today, Jim Lynch has limited power. God has all power. And if we would just return back to the rock that's higher than I, that we would return back to the God that has our best interest in hand, if we would return back to the God that has a supreme plan that's going to bring us not harm, but bring us to an expected end, we'll get where we're going, and we'll make short work of it. God bless you all, and thank you, Pastor uh, Gene, for taking uh, the show today. And thank you all guests, Pastor Jackson, Pastor Lilith, if you ever got on, uh, Tavares, uh, Gabriel, uh, Pastor Michael, and uh, Pastor Donnie. Uh, thank you all for being on and helping me out today. And thank you, Nisi, for your input as well. God bless you all. Amen. God bless you too, Sister Lorraine. Amen. Uh, I, I believe I heard another voice chiming in while Lorraine was speaking. You're welcome now to share. Yes, my name is Frances Mason. And this, I can't say show. This is so deep that this really is. This is really deep. And one thing for sure, this is spiritual. This is really spiritual. When I heard Gabriel speak, it reminds me of the phrase that I pray sometimes. God, I come against no hope situation. And like Aura said, that these people nowadays, the young people nowadays, they are not afraid. They are not fearful. They are not walking in fear. They're not fearful that somebody has a gun at that. I, I, I don't know, but it's like no hope. I know that there's hope. And somebody talked about the revolving door. It's like this thing keep going around, going around, going around. And and, and it brought me back to during the time they was having the riots with black lives. When they, and they kept saying black lives matter. They used uh, floor, floor as a, as, to me as a ploy. And they had the Black Lives Matter. They, yes, Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. But what they did bring out, that the riots that they had out there, they were really coming from other people, coming from other states. And they were blaming the black people. 
now this is more than I heard than I've ever known about Willie Lynch. Probably heard about it in my younger days, but I never studied the history of it. And even with this Willie Lynch, today I even see a Willie Lynch theory. I really do. I, I see the Willie Lynch theory. <clears throat> and I see why back in the days when I was down south, they were always talking about people lynch white people lynching people. But let me just say this here and take it from the eyes of God if you can. A lot of things starts at home. But let me take it to this. It's a lot of things that's going on in church. I'm not knocking the church, but I'm going to say that I got to say it's going in church and going on the ministry. And as we were, as you all were talking, for some reason, I began to see a Willa Lynch spirit in the church. Amen. How we are actually lynching one another. Amen. Sisters and, sisters and brothers in Christ. We are actually lynching one another. I remember before 2020 came in, I guess it was in November or either December, the Lord spoke to me and said that this is the year, this is 2020 is going to be the year of exposure. And a lot of stuff has come come about, not only in the secular world, but what makes it so bad in the church world. And then when you see you have, I'm not making an excuse, but when you see people young people like Gabriel, and they see exposure from the church world, that's not, that's not a good look for them. They got to see something different. They got to, because let me tell you, the Bible said we all sin and come short of the glory of God. There was a time, me being saved, walking in the church, I was messing up. So saw me. And I didn't turn my life around. I didn't have to turn my life around for them to see me better, but because I wanted to please God. And so we people got to see things differently in ministry. Instead of all this other stuff, I, I don't know how to explain it, that's coming out, you know, as far as they're being exposed of. Um, you got to see, we just got to see things different. I look at Tavares, and I look at Gabriel, and to me, the way it seems is that it's going to take the Tavareses and the Gabriel. God is going to cause them to rise up and do what we are not doing. In other words, what I'm saying, we got to step up to the plate, and I'm talking about me, because God has dealt with me about We got to step up to the plate. Everything that we are taught with, that I heard everybody talk about, even I put my two cents worth in within myself. It takes me back to this one scripture, which it, to me is the solution of it all. Is Second Chronicles seven fourteen. He said, "If my people, he's not talking about the world, but us, talk my people which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from what you know that you're doing." Is not right. Your my wicked ways. He said, "I will hear from heaven. And I will heal the land." And once we take and turn, begin to seek God and begin to turn, God is going to do some things. Then, when the the Gables and the Tavares would look at us, they're going to see things differently. 
And one thing I like about Tabar is when he handled that young guy, I believe that Tabaris saw that young man through the eyes of God. He didn't go in there with a black jack. Oh, I'm going to take him down or whatever. But that was the wisdom of God that caused Tabaris to be used the way that he was used. And like Obama used to say, and I took on that phrase, right now, this is it up now. Thanks to God, we got to step up to the plate. And this is why a lot of us, we are really trying to seek the face of God more than what we ever had been doing. We are are calling on his name and we we are praying. I mean, we're getting into the word because we're looking for change. We're looking for change. And I do believe it's going to take the people of God to follow at the second Chronicles, I think in 714. If we seek his face, if we turn around, because he's given us the power. He's given us the power to come against the Willie Lynch spirit and the white supremacists, the Ku Klux Klansmen. But we got to be united and join together. We got the memo. We got to get that memo and say, God, in you, we can do it. And I know, you know, it it, 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 it it was the past, but it's still happening now. They just met somebody not too long ago. And you're right. We still got to forgive. We still got to forgive. And when we, if we can get to the place that we can uh, forgive one another, and I'm serious, when we get to the place we can forgive one another, then it won't be so hard forgive for us to forgive that willing spirit. Even at, even at Willow Lynch Spirit, it's going on today. That's all I got to say. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing. You know, we're almost out of town, out of time, rather. I'm sorry. But I want to leave you with this, that no matter what this world has tried to bring against our people, God has given us the grace to not only resist it, but subdue it and destroy it. Amen. So I believe that this was the spirit of God that brought this out today. I believe that we'll begin to see it more and more because I believe that God himself has is wanting to move on our behalf. I believe it has gotten God's attention, and he's saying no more. I, I pray that what was said today and what was discussed today will will cause the the hearers on the line to just even meditate on it. Read the book. If you read the letter itself, not you don't have to read the entire book, just read the letter. And I believe as black people will begin to be enlightened as to some things that we've gone through and, 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 and we will begin to see and understand some of the things that are really manifesting in the world right now. We will begin to see why our families are so broken and so divided, and we will begin to see the, why the church has no power. But I pray that you, as you read the letter, you will read it, submit it to the Spirit of the Lord, asking God to help you to see beyond the words that are written on the paper and see spiritually that there is an adversary that was been and determined to destroy the people that God himself has predestined for greatness. So I thank you all for your time today. 
And I pray that God will will continue to give us an arena to discuss this so that we can not only know where we came from, but we can begin to have a vision for where we're going. God bless you all. For the question marks This is for the outcast So lost control No one knows Sing it for the can't go back Sing it for the broken parts Sing it for the just found out Life is now upside down If you're looking for hope tonight
You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.